Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, I'm Zach. And I'm Jesse. And you're watching Tesla Time News. Episode 333 on Now You Know. This episode is sponsored by Ground News. We use Ground News when researching our show, and we're going to tell you more about it in a few minutes. As we all know by now, Tesla recently cut prices across the board and across the world. Yeah, last week we reported on price cuts by as much as 21%. For instance, the Model Y got a price cut of $13,000 down to $54,630, which means that it made it eligible for the $7,500 tax incentive. So effectively, it got a $20,500 price cut. <laughs> and the effect of these Tesla price cuts has been huge. Auto analyst firm Edmonds reports that on-site shopper consideration of Tesla vehicle pages on Edmonds jumped to 4% of all research brands compared to 1.9% the week prior. The Tesla Model Y became the second most researched vehicle on Edmonds behind the Honda CRV, up from 70th place the week prior. The volume of Teslas being appraised on Edmunds more than tripled and accounted for 3.1% of all vehicles on their website, up from 0.8% the day before the Tesla price cut. So this has caused many other automakers to scramble to stay competitive. Oh my God, okay, it's happening. For instance, Lucid Motors sent an email to reservation holders saying that they are now offering a $7,500 discount for customers who lease a Lucid Air. This could bring the price of the Lucid Air Grand Touring down to about 131.5. Hard to compete with the Model S Plaid, which is now starting at $114,990. Xpeng, the Chinese EV maker, has cut prices of almost all its models. The largest cut was to their P7 sedan. Xpeng cut the price by 36,000 RMB, or about $5,300. VinFast, the Vietnamese EV maker, bringing the VF8 and VF9 to North America, says, As a new brand entering the market, when other brands reduce their prices, we have to come up with promotions to ensure VinFast's competitiveness. We are considering many promotion programs and will announce soon. 
funny that like all the media picked up on this press release, even though there were no numbers and they haven't actually announced what the promotion is. Um, but this is going to be really interesting because I think that all EV makers are going to have to do something because Tesla is just eating their lunch right now. Now, of course, when price cuts get announced, uh, the first thing that people think about is margins. And we're going to be talking more about Tesla margins over on our Investor Club bonus stories this week. So for the second month in a row, the Tesla Model Y is Europe's best-selling car. Automotive News reports using data from Dataforce that the Model Y sold 31,562 units in December across Europe, a 300% increase from November when it was also the best-selling car. So did I read this right? The Model Y was the best-selling car in Europe for three out of the past four months? That is correct. September, November, and December, the Model Y sold more than any other car model. In October, Fremont just didn't deliver that many cars, so the Model Y dropped out of the top spot. And also, the Model 3 was the second best-selling car in Europe in December. That's also correct. The Model 3 sold 20,258 units across Europe in December to claim the number two spot. Coming in number three is the Dacia Sendero, a subcompact ICE car, which starts around 13,000 euro and sold 17,000 units in December. So the Model Y could become the number one selling car in Europe this year. Yeah, in 2022, it was the Peugeot 208 selling almost 200,000 cars. So if Tesla can keep up this momentum, the Model Y should take top honors in 2023 for the best selling car in Europe for the year, probably for sure. That's amazing that it's taking it away from a very, very affordable ICE car. Yeah. And the Tesla price cuts have had the desired effect in China as well. Yeah, in just one week, from January 9th to January 15th, there were a total of 12,654 new Tesla Model 3 and Model Y registrations in China, according to the China Merchants Bank International. That's a 76% increase from the same period a year before. Yeah, and that is during a week that the overall auto market in China saw a decline of 14.5%. And just for perspective, in the first week of January, before the price cut, there were 2,110 Teslas sold in China. And then a week later, six times more. And again, we're going to be discussing more of the ramifications on our Patreon Investor Club bonus stories this week. So be sure to join us over on Patreon where we're going to be talking about it. And if you like the Tesla's selling a lot, hit the like button. It really helps us out. So we found this next story by using Ground News. So if you don't know, Ground News is a news app that offers you something I just haven't seen before. Ground News processes nearly 60,000 news articles every day from over 50,000 different news sources. And they merge multiple perspectives into one place so you can see the whole picture when you're reading about a story. You get to see the bias, the factuality, and the ownership behind each story so you can decide for yourself what to believe. And this week, we found this story, which is coming up next, um, and it came from only one source, Drive Tesla Canada, which is a trusted source we use a lot on this show. But think about this for a second. If you didn't normally go to Drive Tesla Canada, you may never have heard about this story, and it's a biggie. So go to ground.news NYK to stay fully informed on breaking news around the world, compare coverage, and know where your news is coming from. Subscribe for unlimited access or check it out for free. Thank you to Ground News for sponsoring today's video. And maybe Electrek uses Ground News because I noticed that right after it came out on Ground News, Electrek then covered this story. So what are we talking about here? So as we all know, Tesla has been opening Tesla superchargers in Europe to non-Tesla EVs. And they can do that because they've been opening Type 2 CCS compatible superchargers in Europe. But we just got this leaked image of a supercharger in Hawthorne, California, where it says that it will have CCS compatibility. But Tesla hasn't been adding any Type 1 CCS chargers in North America. So how do they ever expect to open their network up? Well, through adapters. 
What? So everyone is going to have to go out and spend $500 on an adapter? No, it'll be at the supercharger. What? what? Tesla is going to build a little box where you put the adapter. How is it not going to get stolen? Magic dock. Magic dock. This sounds like a proprietary port on a 90s game console. What is magic dock? So Drive Tesla Canada got this leaked image of the Tesla app where you, as a non-Tesla driver, are supposed to select your stall in order to facilitate supercharging with your non-Tesla EV. Um, and this image later was changed. And so you can see the supercharger looks a little different. It looks pretty normal to me. No, no, no. Look closer. See that big black box in the upper left-hand corner? What am I looking at? You're looking at the magic dock for the CCS adapter. What? The adapter is in that black box? I mean, think about it. You pull up to the supercharger in your Tesla. Okay. Just like normal, you walk up to the thing, you grab the wand. In this okay. case, you're going to press the button. Okay. Pull out the regular Tesla plug, charge your car. No big deal. You okay. put it back. Um, a non-Tesla EV pulls up, okay. uh, needs to use the charger. So they pull up, they inform their app which stall they're at. Okay. The wand itself grabs onto the adapter, and then the adapter releases from its magic dock. They pull out a CCS plug, oh. charge their car. Uh, they finish charging. They put the adapter and plug back into the magic dock, and it goes back to being a regular supercharger. But what if it gets stolen, that adapter? Can't get stolen. The adapter is either locked into the magic dock or to the end of the plug. It's oh. never not locked. Okay, so this would allow the same stall to charge Teslas and non-Teslas. Yes, so if these images are correct, this could be Tesla's solution. That makes so much sense, because I was thinking Tesla was gonna have to do what they did in Europe, which was to put new cables on that had CCS on them, mm -hmm. and then you'd have a CCS cable and a Tesla cable, but you're saying this is like a magic dock. Yes, and uh, basically we might be seeing one relatively soon um, because there is a supercharger that says that it's going to be CCS compatible. Now that we've now people have gone and looked and they don't see any magic docks, so they haven't installed it yet. But this could be a pretty cheap retrofit that Tesla can put on as many or as few superchargers as they want. Mm. It can be, it, it now allows for more functionality of the supercharger because if the magic dock can lock the adapter and lock the plug, mm -hmm. um, then that reduces tampering because mm -hmm. people aren't gonna be able to kind of swing that <laughs> plug around. Um, and it would allow Tesla to uh, perhaps allow for reservations. Mm. So that way, you if you pulled up to the supercharger um, and your app was like, don't pull into stall 2B, and you pulled into stall 2B and you're like, I'm just going to plug in anyway, you actually wouldn't be able to pull Smart. it out and then stick it in your car and be like, see, I'm charging here. Oh. Then the other driver could pull up and be like, I've reserved that spot. Wow. So Magic Dock. Magic Dock. It seems like this could be did the Tesla thing. Did Tesla name it Magic Dock? Where did we get that name? I uh, don't know. I don't it's necessarily been... not like it, but it just seems like we need a better name. What's wrong with that? Tesla Dock or? No, that's that's too confusing. Okay. Because it's for non-Teslas. Okay. I just, I don't know. It's Help magic. me out here. Comment below. What's a better name than Magic Dock? Well, it's Dock? magic. You pull up. And no, I like magic. The right I, charger for you. It's magic. No, I, I like it. I mean, is David Blaine going to be the face of it? Like, You don't have to advertise it. <laughs> People are going to need to use these superchargers. So in more fun Tesla news, it appears that there is an over-the-air software update coming for Tesla's steering wheel. Winter is coming. So according to Not A Tesla App, one of the first Tesla updates for 2023 is going to be 2023.4. Now, there should be two features regarding the steering wheel. 
The first would be an auto setting, allowing users to match the steering wheel temperature to the cabin temperature. Okay, so basically as the cabin warms up, the steering wheel temperature will get lower? That's exactly what I want. No, it's just gonna match the temperature of the interior of I don't, the car. I don't think so. I think when you first get in, you want the steering wheel to be nice and warm, and then as it gets warmer, you want it to cool off. Well, so the second feature will apparently be a manual setting so you can set the steering wheel temperature itself. Oh, instead of now, it's just like on or off. Right. This is the feature I want. But you just said that auto is the feature that you want. Yeah, I guess I, I want both. <laughs> well, soon you'll have both choices. And I think that this is pretty awesome because they're adding a whole new um, control system. And, and the cool part is they're using existing heaters and the thermocouple. Is that hard to do? Not, not really. I mean, they're probably just uh, implementing a digital PID controller um but it's just amazing that they can do this over the air a pid controller it's a mathy way of controlling you just said it was easy to do oh it's not an easy thing to learn about but like tuning a pid controller isn't that hard oh yeah i do it all the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> um as you know tesla began adding heated steering wheels at fremont to the three and the y in early 2021 yeah so this would be nice because basically you'd usually get in the car and if you had turned on the heated steering wheel, it can be a little hot for some people. I know, right? Right. So now this would allow you to have a lower, it's still warm. Solving first world problems. Thank you, yes. Tesla. I mean, no, yeah. I love it. I love it. So for the second time in a couple of weeks, a Tesla semi truck has been spotted, apparently broken down by the side of the road in California. We got this photo from Twitter user Silent Alert One and this TikTok video footage from Sunny Sing 84 of the Tesla semi being towed. Look, we don't know what happened. It could be a problem with the semi that relates to software, hardware, batteries, motors, or the flux capacitor. It could just be that the truck hit something and needs a repair. We just don't know. Look, is it a bad look if indeed two Tesla semis have needed to be towed in such a short period of time, given that there are just a few dozen of them in the wild? Yes, but again, my Tesla fanboy argument is that finding and fixing whatever problems there are now is a really good thing. And I don't think anyone's gonna remember this in a year when there's hundreds and maybe thousands of Teslas right. on the road and maybe some of them break down, but there's gonna be so many more of them, you know, even just passing them. Right. So Tesla has made a change to their referral program. You can now use your referral credits to purchase full self-driving, enhanced autopilot and acceleration boost. So right now, if you refer someone to get Tesla Solar, you can earn 6,000 referral credits. So if you referred 40 people to get Tesla Solar, you would earn 240,000 credits or just enough to earn full self-driving. Enhanced autopilot would cost you 120,000 credits and acceleration boost is 45,000 credits. And now is a good time to earn those referrals because Tesla is currently running a promotion where you can earn 9,000 referral points per solar referral, 3,000 more than usual. So what do you think? Will this change to the Tesla referral program sell more Teslas? Or have more people sign up for full self-driving? Unfortunately, you don't seem to be able to use your referral points to buy FSD subscriptions. Hmm. Uh, that would be nice because you'd need less points. Okay, so I mean, if people start, you know, referring, getting like a Model Y to their friends, this is going to be great. You just need 40 friends and then you have full self-driving. This is kind of the problem here. Uh -huh. 40 people getting solar. Like, What you do you mean solar? I mean, if you you have to get 40 people that you know to get solar before no, you No, have... no, no. What about the cars? What do you mean about the cars? What if I refer someone to buy a Model Y? I don't think there's, I don't think they're running that program right now. 
So I have to get them to get solar. As far as I know, in my app, at least comment down below, but on my app, the only way I can get referrals right now is um, solar. solar. Oh, interesting. It, it's almost like they forgot about the referral program. <laughs> they also really don't need it. <laughs> so last Thursday, Tesla Model 3s and Ys were spotted being driven off a cargo ship and onto the shores of Thailand. Wow, for the first time ever. Yeah, and it seems Tesla buyers in Thailand will also be getting lowered prices than what they ordered. Many of them received emails stating that they were going to be getting updated pricing. Wow, because we heard from a lot of people in Thailand that the pricing was already really good because uh, usually the tariffs in Thailand are astronomical and because these are EVs, they don't have to pay it. Oh, the tariffs were just for ICE cars? Yes. Oh, wow. So in the first four days, Tesla apparently already received over 5,000 orders in Thailand. So to our Thai viewers, we want to start seeing some pictures of Thai Teslas. On January 13th, awesome drone pilot Joe Tegmeyer captured this shot inside the Gigafactory. Now, many people wondered what this was. Well, now a post from Twitter user Gregor Truck with a bill of lading from ZDM, which is the Zenzi Machinery and Mold Company in Zhejiang, China, may explain it. These are likely Cybertruck injection molds for the IDRA 9000 ton Gigapress. Now, if you look at the bill of lading really closely, look how heavy some of these items are. This one is 117,000 kilograms. That's 129 tons. So you're telling me that's the thing that the molten aluminum gets put into to make you know the, yeah, the piece of the body that's the mold molds are big honking pieces of steel wow so this means if we're right if this is for cybertruck that like they're getting ready to start making cybertruck yes and and that means that like they finalized it you don't order a mold unless you're ready to go <laughs> for the most part you can make minor changes this is january i know I know this is exciting, people. I this know. means I think we're on schedule. You've seen the Model Y like rear castings, and those are huge. But this could be some really, 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 really big pieces of aluminum. So comment below. Do you think this is going to be one piece for the Model Y, or do you think this is going to be one piece for the Cybertruck, or mm. both? And in other Cybertruck news, Tesla's filed and received a patent for a new way of forming glass, the glass that will apparently be used on the Cybertruck windshield. Yeah, in the patent, Tesla explains what's wrong with current automotive glass methods, saying, generally such processes for making glass structures are limited by the amount of curvature or bending achievable with the glass. For example, typically only smooth, high radius of curvatures are used for automotive glass structures. What Tesla is patenting is a process for forming an automotive glass structure having one or more feature lines or curves bends, including applying localized heat to one or more locations of the glass structure, whereby the glass structure bends at the location of the localized heat. In some examples, the glass structure is supported by a support tool such that as localized heat is applied, gravity forces the glass structure to bend at the one or more locations along the longitudinal line of the glass, thereby forming a feature line or bend in the glass. In some examples, additional forces may be applied to the glass structure, e.g. via a press, vacuum, air suction, or the like, to aid in bending or shaping of the glass structure. In some examples, a radius of curvature of the feature line or bend in the glass structure at one or more locations is between 2 millimeters and 5 centimeters. So that means a really sharp bend. In a glass windshield. Yeah, so my question here is, if we look at a picture of the Cybertruck, and we've been in it, mm -hmm. I don't remember seeing a curved glass, like, um, windshield at the end. I thought it was just a normal looking piece of windshield, but this would imply looking at this picture from the patent that the glass is going to bend around the sides. Hmm. So do you think they're going to like change what we've seen in the prototype or is this just for some future use? 
I mean, it's entirely possible that they could have it kind of wrap around the thing. Wouldn't this dramatically increase the cost? It might, but it might uh, help with aerodynamics. Um, mm. I, I feel like it would make for a very expensive replacement, although that's usually covered under insurance. But uh, yeah, comment below what you think. Is this just something that, you know, Tesla's patenting and may never use or do you think it's actually going to be used? Yeah, I mean, you got to keep in mind patents don't necessarily mean that you're going to make the thing. It mm. just means that somebody had a really good idea. They, yeah, but they, they went put, to the legal but department. But they put Cybertruck in the patent. Well, but like they have a bunch of Cybertruck pictures. I guess. So they're like, well, what, you know, the legal department's like, well, what should we use? And they're like, I don't know, it's Cybertruck, something, I don't know. Like, there's just an idea we had and we want to patent it. And they're like, okay, well, we'll, we'll do that. So that's that's how it works. You know, it does. it's not like, this is the th the one thing we're going to do. It, it could be. But it also could just be that it was just some idea that they had. You know what you should do? You should head over to our sponsor, Cybertruck Owners Club. And there, I'm sure, they have already started talking about this. And this I'm is... sure there's going to be pictures. <laughs> there's going to be spy shots. And right. they're going to have... A... I have made a mock-up of the windshield. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I love Cybertruck Owners Club for that reason. It's such a wonderful place for Cybertruck enthusiasts and future owners. So you and I have been busy reviewing EV chargers lately over on our Now Let's Review channel. Yeah, well, there's so many people buying EVs lately that are going to be looking for portable chargers. So we just reviewed the Electron NEMA 1450 Level 2 charger. It's a portable charger meant to be brought with you to work or for when you're charging at a friend's house. So we cover everything you need to know about it on Now It's Review, so don't forget to go check it out because... What? Oh, right. I mean, we explain at the end of the video how we're giving it away and how you can win it. And we also review batteries on Now Let's Review. This is uh, one we just reviewed and it is huge. Yeah, it's the Zender Superbase V, a battery that has so much storage that they gave it motorized wheels. Yeah, you can even remotely drive it with the app. So we go through all the stats on this really cool battery system and talk about the use cases so you can see if this might be something that you need to either keep you safe during blackouts or allow you to work on the road or somewhere remote. And um, I just want to talk about this for a second. Big batteries are now allowing us to think about different places that we can play, live and work. And we're starting to see products that actually give you this capability that are entirely plug and play. You don't have to be an electrical engineer to use them. Um, and I think that that is really exciting. And that's why I was really excited to uh, review this Zender battery. And you know what we should think about doing? We've made a video where we made a mobile office mm. in the Ford F-150 Lightning. Um, we had Starlink and the battery that's in the car. We should think about making a video where we go take some big batteries, mm -hmm. some maybe portable solar panels, and see what we can do. Like, can we live and work off-grid? That'd be fun. Yeah. So Aptera just unveiled their launch edition on Friday. This is the Delta version that they're running through final crash testing and other homologation tests. And they'll start producing, they say, at the end of this year. So far, Aptera has over 40,000 orders for this three-wheeled EV. So let's go through some of the stats that Aptera revealed. Some we already knew, but some are new to us. So we knew that some versions will have a 1,000-mile range, um, but it appears that this first launch edition will have a 42-kilowatt-hour battery for 400 miles of range with three in-wheel motors and will have 700 watts of solar panels for up to 40 miles per day of solar-powered driving. So the drag coefficient is an astounding 0.13. For those of you who 
don't know about drag coefficient, it's basically how it cuts through the air. Because it's been designed to almost be like a fish, it's just super aerodynamic. It can go zero to 60 in four seconds. That's faster than some Model 3s, by the way. Uh, top speed of 101 miles an hour. It seats two, although there is plenty of cargo space in the back, uh, 32 cubic feet. So it's 47 inches wide and 70 inches long. So you could sleep in there. Um, it's all wheel drive and it's priced at $33,200. And the only color you can get right now is Luna Silver. It will charge using Nax. Oh, what's Nax? <laughs> Why, that would be uh, the Tesla North American charging standard. You know, the Tesla plug that we've all come to know and love. Wait, so it can supercharge. But again, you may not need to charge much depending on where you park and your daily commute because the sun can provide up to 11,000 miles of range per year for free. Okay, but will they actually be able to produce this vehicle? Now, of course, mass production is one of the hardest parts, but Aptera has been working with CPC Group to streamline the manufacturing process. One example is their B in C, or body in carbon. They're producing the main body as a specialized composite so that the parts all come out exactly the same and fit together perfectly. Again, that sounds good, but how many are they going to make? Aptera says that they plan to scale quickly into full-scale single-shift production of 10,000 vehicles per year. From there, Aptera will expand its output to dual-shift 20,000 vehicles per year out of its Carlsbad, California facility. Chris Anthony, co-founder and co-CEO, said, While our delivery timeline is funding-dependent, our goal is to begin production by the end of 2023. Once we meet our fundraising objectives, we will be able to provide a more accurate delivery timeline. So we're going to discuss more about this on Disruptive Investing this week. So head on over to that channel and check that out. I can't wait to get our hands on our Aptera. We're probably going to be one of the first to get it. Yeah, so we're going to be talking more about this on DI because I want to talk about whether Aptera is maybe going to have similar problems to Arkhamoto. Hmm. SpaceX has just signed a deal with Carnival Cruise Lines to install Starlink internet terminals on their cruise ships. The CEO of Carnival Corporation, Josh Weinstein, said, For many of our guests, it has become increasingly important to maintain the type of connectivity at sea that they've become accustomed to at home, and of course, to share the unforgettable experiences of their cruise with friends and family. The first ships to get Starlink will be Carnival and Ada Vessels, followed over the next few months by Carnival's other brands, Canard, Costa Cruises, Holland America Line, P&O Cruises, Princess Cruises, and Seabourn. So my question is, how many terminals per ship are they going to need? Because, I mean, look at the size of these ships. There's thousands of, of customers on board. Right. They're all going to want to watch Netflix at the same time. And so, like, won't they need, like, dozens and dozens of Starlink terminals? Right. I mean, each terminal should be giving about 100 to 350 megabits per second. So I have a question. Um, when you use Netflix, you typically need at least 20 megabits per second to get any kind of viewing. Can you just divide, like, the 350 megabits per second by 20 to tell you how many people can use it? Does that work? I think so. And I also think that uh, the biggest limitation is not necessarily going to be the number of terminals uh, I think that they're going to hit a hard limit in terms of the number of satellites oh, that can right. be providing the down and up link um, because it's obviously going to be bottlenecked somewhere and it might be up in space where it's being bottlenecked. So do you think customers are going to be charged extra for using it? I 
Don't know. That's going to be up to Carnival Cruises. My guess would be yes. Um, and they're joining Royal Caribbean, Celebrity, and Hurtigruten Cruise Lines already using it. So if you're a cruise line customer, please let us know how it works for you. Do they charge you extra? And were the speeds good enough to watch Netflix? Or did it get really sluggish when like everyone was back in their cabins? And uh, take some pictures of the terminals if you can find them. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've already had a viewer who did take some pictures. And they had, I think it was like, it looked like two, like one or two dozen terminals. Yeah. But I feel like you're going to need a lot more than that. But it's not just cruise ships that are getting Starlink. Yeah, SpaceX just inked a deal with Thor Industries, the parent company for many RV brands you've probably heard of, including Airstream, Integra Coach, Jayco, and Tiffin. SpaceX VP of Business Operations Chad Gibbs says, We're You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Excited to work with Thor, Airstream, Integra Coach, Jayco, and Tiffin to bring Starlink to RV owners around the world by providing game-changing connectivity in remote locations, whether parked or in motion. Starlink is expanding the boundaries of where RVers can explore while still staying connected to friends and family. Thor Industries is offering their customers a factory-installed Starlink mobile system and one month of Starlink service free. This is the first RV company to integrate Starlinks into their product lineup. No doubt others will follow. And again, this is just new opportunities for people to have fun and to work remotely because before you really, you know, you had to bring your Blu-ray player uh, and a bunch of Blu-ray discs and that was all you could watch you when you're on the road. A dedicated hotspot in order to, you know, 
get those work emails sent out and to, you know, convince your boss that you could work. Or you had to pull remotely. into a Starbucks parking lot and exactly. use their Wi-Fi. Now you can basically be anywhere. I I. I think the implications of this. Well, and it could mean that more people will want to RV now because a lot. Of, I mean, look, let's be honest. Yes, going away and getting away from electronic things is great. But still, we kind of also want the the benefits of those electronic things. So now you can have both. Yeah, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Really smart of Thor to integrate this. So was it last week that we reported on the Tesla Model 3 hearse being built by that Dutch company? Well, this week we have another electric hearse, this time built out of a Ford Mach-E. Yeah, Coleman Milne, a funeral vehicle supplier headquartered in Bolton, Ireland, has designed and built what they are calling the Ative, named after the Scottish River. It's currently being tested for 40,000 miles before it can be approved in March. It should have an estimated range of 200 miles, down from the Mach-E's original range of 273 miles, and the Ative can carry up to seven passengers, not all of them alive. Graham Clow, National Sales Director at Coleman Milne, said, We have long championed the electric hearse at Coleman Milne, and we're proud to welcome the Ative hearse and limousine as the latest additions to our range. The Ative will be offered in left and right-hand drive models and be available in the UK and European markets starting in the summer of this year. Now, I was looking up the derivation of the word hearse. It comes from the French word hearse, uh, a framework that supports candles over an altar. And the first hearses were made in Cincinnati, Ohio, and still, 60% of the hearses in the U.S. are made in Ohio at SNS Superior Coach Company. Wow. You learn something new every day. So the state of Wyoming appears to be trying to pass a new law that would ban the sales of EVs by 2035. Yes! Way to go, Wyoming! Banning ice cars. I mean, you probably have more horses than cars, but still, no, 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 that's no. pretty good. I said, I, I said that they're trying to ban EVs by 2035. EVs. What? The bill is titled Phasing Out New Electric Vehicle Sales by 2035, and it is sponsored by Wyoming Republican State Senator Jim Anderson. But why? The bill explains that thousands of Wyoming residents work in the oil industry and EVs threaten their source of income. So it's a Luddite bill. Uh, you remember the Luddites, early 1800s England. Oh, we all remember that. Textile workers who formed a secret group so that they could destroy those newfangled textile machines that would take away their jobs. Look, Wyoming, I hear you. EVs don't burn fossil fuels, and many of you work for the oil industry. So you know what historically doesn't work? Trying to stop technology. You know what does work? Adopting the new, cleaner, safer, cheaper technology and embracing the new jobs and bigger economy that inevitably follows. I mean, if you're watching right now and you live in Wyoming, reach out to your legislators and tell them how you feel. Um, do you think that this bill is going to help Wyoming or do you think that it's going to put Wyoming at a huge disadvantage? Yeah. I mean, what if Wyoming had banned automobiles in the early 1900s because they loved horses so much? Pass this bill, Wyoming, and all you'll be doing is helping Montana and other border states sell more EVs and collect the sales tax instead of you. Yeah. Name me another state that has passed a Luddite law that has worked. No, really. Tell me in the comments if you found a Luddite law that really helped. They never work. Great, Wyoming. Make yourself an even more bigger black hole. Oh, okay, Bob. <laughs> so you're worried about losing your job to those EVs? Yeah, I'll help you. I'll help you. I'm your, I'm your senator. I'll write a bill. And we'll put an end to those stupid EVs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Hey, look, if you want to share this story or others that you've seen on the show today, but you don't want to share the whole hour long show, go to our Now You Know Clips channel where we chop them into little bite sized clips. They're easy to share on social media and in emails. All right, it's time for Into the Future, sponsored by our friends at Henson Shaving. And I want to thank them for my shave every week. I know you don't get to kind of see me in the middle of the week. I mean, sometimes for in depth, you do. Um, but uh, man, just a great consistent shave every week. You can pick up your razor at HensonShaving.com and you can get 100 free blades. They're double-sided, so it's 200 shaves for free um, by using our code, now you know. So really interesting study out of Nature Communications. The title is, Electric Vehicle Batteries Alone Could Satisfy Short-Term Grid Storage Demand by as Early as 2030. Not a catchy title, but very explanatory. Uh, so like vehicle to grid? Yes, but not just V to G. They also plan on using secondary life vehicle batteries to bolster energy storage in a big way. Okay, but I mean, who knows if V to G is ever going to be that widely adopted? Okay, but they have many different scenarios to show how it could be possible, even with a low participation rate. Okay, how? So those second life batteries, basically at the end of a long life, a battery pack of an EV will likely have degraded to the point of losing like 30% of its capacity, making it less desirable to be used in a vehicle still. However, it's still perfectly good at sitting and putting out power. There's no reason to landfill a pack as it can fairly simply be hooked up into a secondary life application. Oh, so you think that companies will form to buy second life battery packs off of people? Yeah, I mean, if the batteries still have that big a value. That's honestly a super interesting take. I mean, we've been so focused on V to G and battery recycling, it's easy to forget that there's a really powerful potential step right in the middle. Yeah, and what I really liked about this study was it's not that every 100% of people have to use their vehicles this way. A very small percentage of people can use their batteries in this way, and it will make it so that the grid will become completely stable. Right. It's a, about a 12% participation rate, um, up to 46%, can help stabilize the grid in such a way that we can use full renewable energy and barely have to add like new battery stationary st uh, systems. It could all be done using EVs. Now, it doesn't have to, and there's plenty of stationary battery systems already going online, which we're going to talk about uh, next. But it's really cool to see that um, this study proves that it could be done if we wanted to do it. it. It would be like if you had your old ice car, you know, 10 year old uh, Toyota Corolla and the engine just died, but you were able to take the engine out and still use it for some useful purpose. Right. Whereas you can't do that now. No, <laughs> it's a hunk of junk. Yeah. All right. It's time for going green. So this week over on our Disruptive Investing YouTube channel, we interviewed the president and CEO of Environmental Solutions and Services at Veolia, which is a company that recycles wind turbine blades. It's an interesting interview with a company that I knew nothing about, and it turns out that they're a big company that solves a lot of environmental and waste problems. Yeah, it was interesting for me to learn about how Bob and his team went about solving the problem and the solutions that they hit upon. And this was for wind turbine blades that I don't think anyone had ever planned on recycling. Um, and now we have these new blade technologies coming out that are actually designed to be recycled. Yeah, so go check that out and subscribe and hit the bell notification button over there so you don't miss when we come out with a new episode. You can help us reach these smart, interesting people and companies around the world and bring them to you. I know subscribing and liking doesn't seem like that big a deal, but it really is for us in the YouTube world. So thank you. And uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. Go check it out. All right, it's time for Sunspots. So Clearway Energy Group has just completed a 36 megawatt solar farm with 144 megawatt hours of battery storage in Hawaii. 
This is the second utility-scale solar project developed on 180 acres of land, leased from Kamehameha Schools on the island of Oahu near Honolulu. Kamehameha, like Dragon Ball Z? No, Kamehameha, the king of Hawaii. His great-granddaughter founded the school. Oh, and this is really exciting because solar power is so important in Hawaii. If you don't have solar or some other renewable energy source, their power has to be generated from imported oil. I mean, they don't have any you know, sources of energy on the island besides the sun and the wind and the waves. Yeah. As Sheely Kimura, president and CEO of Hawaiian Electric, said, stabilizing energy costs for our customers is priority. And projects like Waiawa Solar will feed electricity to the grid at about half the cost of oil. Wow. So the lowered cost of electricity can now be passed on to all the ratepayers on the island. Yeah, because don't forget, Hawaii has one of the most expensive electricity in the country. All right, it's time for our video contributor stories, and we need your stories. Send them on in. Two minutes or less, shoot them in landscape. Send them to hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. What do we got this week? Curtis sent us this review of an Electrify America charger in Fort Worth, Texas that he had issues with. Hello, Zach and Jesse. This is Curtis. I'm in northwest Fort Worth at a... Electrify America four-stall charging station next to the SAMS. Uh, I have been here for 30 minutes just trying to get the thing to work. I've uh, been through three different charging stalls. I finally got a 150 kilowatt version to uh, accept my membership and, and, and go ahead and start charging at about 40 kilowatts, which is nothing. Uh, I tried the 350. It definitely wouldn't work. So uh, I tried credit cards, I tried my phone, I tried all of the options that it gave me and it just, there was no rhyme or reason as to what it would accept and what it wouldn't accept. Uh, so anyway, I finally got it to accept through my membership through the app and that's what it seemed to want here. Uh, anyway, uh, there's really nothing around here but a Sam's and I would give this a one out of 10 uh, because uh, it is actually charging, so that gets the one, but nothing about this is a good experience. So now you know. That's no fun. Yeah, I feel for you, Curtis. Other charging networks don't hold a candle to Tesla's supercharger network. Thank you for that, Curtis. All right, it's time for our Patreon bonus stories. What do we got this week? We're going to be discussing Arkimoto shutting down their factory on Investor Club bonus stories. Um, and then Tesla has some new videos that we're going to check out. And Jeep has some serious problems and more. Yeah, so head on over to patreon.com slash now you know. Support us for as little as a buck a month. Get all these Patreon bonus stories for free. Maybe join our investor club and uh, we'll see you over there. All right, we're back from our Patreon bonus story. It's time for the shout outs. These are important people. They help support the show. They go into the end credits at the end of the show. Who do we got new ones this week? The Web Crafter. Robert Urbanski. Will F. Cunningham. Patrice Deschabot. And Dave Bossage. Thank you so much for supporting us. We can't do this work without you. And we had a Patreon poll. If you want to join our Patreon to uh, fill out the poll every week, please, by all means, go do it. What was our question this week? Um, have you heard people in your everyday life talk about Tesla lowering prices or the EV tax credit? And uh, the results are pretty interesting. Only 39% said yes. Hmm. Um, but that's pretty good. I mean, that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about it. I was just hoping that the majority would have heard it. So that means that the mainstream press is really not covering the story. Um, well, I mean, not everyone is going to be talking about this. You know, people have to be in the market for a car and you have to hear about them. And it's only been like a week and a half. So I can totally understand why we don't have 100 percent. But 40 percent is not bad. 
All right, it's time for Elon's tweets of the week. Elon said, trashing accounts that you hate will cause our algorithm to show you more of those accounts as it is keying off of your interactions. Basically saying, if you love trashing that account, then you will probably also love trashing this account. Not actually wrong, LOL. Then Elon said, the car aquatic. That, of course, from the uh, Anderson film. Yes. Um, but yeah, this uh, basically looked like a boat for a second there. Elon then talked about that dozens of media companies set 2023 content deals with Twitter. And Elon said the party is on. Media want to control what you know, which is why citizen journalism is essential. And uh, that's because Doge Designer tweeted out that Twitter is now the number one news app on the App Store. Hmm. Elon put out this poll. He said the World Economic Forum should control the world. So this is the Davos uh, thing where they all the World Economic Forum meets in Davos and 86 uh, percent of people said no. I was looking at the prices. Uh, if you want to go next year, um, we can get you know, we can go. It's okay. I, I think two hundred thousand dollars each. So maybe just one of us. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I'll go in and open the door for you. Elon asked, why did American media go from questioning the state and speaking truth to power to doing their bidding? To be clear, I'm not someone who thinks lots of government agencies should be abolished, maybe a few, but we should always question our institutions as this strengthens the bedrock of democracy. <coughs> SEC. Uh, Tesla owner Silicon Valley said electric vehicles make up 10% of car sales and EVs are up 68% year over year on volume. And Elon said, great work by the Tesla team. Then he tweeted out, Veritas. Is that um, Harvard? I guess so. Right. right? Isn't that the, the and truth? It's, and it's in a shield. Right. Uh, did someone, you know, graduate? Maybe he's going. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he's going to teach there. <laughs> Getting another degree. Elon retweeted the liftoff of the 166th landing of an orbital rocket. Oh, I know. So boring. Boring. Right? <laughs> Elon said Twitter is arguably already the least wrong source of truth on the Internet, but we obviously still have a long way to go. Enabling community notes to operate at very large scale and providing maximum transparency about how Twitter works are fundamental to building trust. Coming soon are notifications if you've replied, liked or retweeted something subsequently corrected by the community. Hmm. And he said major Twitter improvements we just released is that you can now bookmark tweets from tweets detail page. Importantly, bookmarks are private, unlike likes. No one other than you can see your bookmarks. And uh, Elon had pinned this, which is basically you can use pinned lists to improve your Twitter experience. You can tap lists on your profile page, create lists of accounts to follow and then tap the pin icon. This allows you to swipe left, right between for you and following and lists. Hmm. So, I mean, it's complicated, but I can see how it is improving the, the platform. Uh, Elon retweeted this from Tesla. The track mode lets you use your Tesla's instant response and motor torque to feel superhuman on the track. Available now on the Plaid Model S, the Model 3 Y performance. But not the X Plaid. Uh, Matthew said Tesla started to actively tweet updates and educational content at the start of December. The outcome has been tremendous. I hope that Tesla continues utilizing Twitter like this. Twitter users and companies should take note of this. Posting interesting content and results will follow. And this is a chart of how much more views Tesla has gotten since they started posting all that stuff. And Elon said exactly. If companies post interesting or entertaining content, they will gain an audience rapidly. So instead of advertising. Exactly. Interesting. And he said companies in general are missing the incredible opportunity that Twitter provides to reach customers. Just tweet interesting things. That's all it takes. And he shows a total view list here where Tesla got 275 million views uh, versus, uh, well, VW with 0.05 million views. <laughs> that's not even half of That's 5,000 <laughs> views? Am I, am I right? 50,000 50, views. 50,000 Sorry. Wow. Uh, next Twitter update will remember whether you were on for you, i.e. recommended, following or list you made and stop switching you back to recommended tweets. Hmm. 
And then he tweeted out a French phrase and he said, in coming months, Twitter will translate and recommend amazing tweets from people in other countries and cultures. There are epic tweets in other countries every day, Japan especially. Tweets will be translated before being recommended. And he said, ads are too frequent on Twitter and too big, taking steps to address both in coming weeks. Also, there will be a higher price subscription that allows for zero ads. And he tweeted out a huggy emoji because it was National Hugging Day. That's sweet. Yeah. I hope everyone gets their hugs in. Community mail time. All right, it's time for community mail time. And this is where we guys give you some virtual hugs for sending in your photos and videos to us at hello at nowyouknowchannel.com. So let's see what we got. Alistair found this Tog EV at the Istanbul airport. Oh, cool. That's a Turkish EV. Yes. Daniel found these EVs charging at the Ionity station in Switzerland. Stu sent us this picture of a new Tesla showroom opening up in Salem, Oregon. Our viewer Davron from Seattle got a Cybertruck for the child. DC found this VinFast showroom in Ventura, California. Does it still have the stickers on the... <laughs> they I, haven't... You can peel those off, you know. They haven't peeled them off yet. Maybe they're delivering them. Maybe. I, I still would peel them off before you deliver them. Macy found this R1S in Lexana, Kansas. Jason found these EVs driving around Delray Beach, Florida. Calvin spotted this cool wrap Model S in Kapule, Hawaii. Morty spotted these custom-wrapped Ionic 5s at the parking lot of Liberty Science Center in Jersey City, New Jersey. And our patron Jasper spotted this ID buzz at a VW dealer near Rotterdam. He says, not as good as when the first concept came out, but still pretty cool. Thank you, guys. All right, it's time for Supercharger Reviews. This is where you guys go out into the world and show us what's out there with Superchargers. What's up, Zach and Jesse? I go by Boff. This is my review of the Rancho Cucamonga Supercharger. Unfortunately, I lost the original audio when I recorded this review, so I had to come back and try it again in post. It's an 8-stall, 250-kilowatt supercharger, and it is located in a very busy area of Rancho Cucamonga, especially here on a Saturday night, which is where we found ourselves landing here at. We're on a very long road trip from California to Florida and we're towing this trailer which made this a very difficult area to navigate through especially since it was very busy at this time. Uh, this also meant that we had no spots to ditch the trailer at uh, which would become an issue for selecting a spot to charge. There were plenty of open spots or eight stalls and we had a few to choose from but there was no way to really maneuver at least at my skill level. Um, or to uh, park it in charge without blocking folks, which is what we ended up doing. Unfortunately, we had to block these cars in. I was not happy about that. I absolutely did not want to inconvenience anyone just to charge my Tesla, but I really saw no other way, especially since uh, it was getting extremely late and we had to get to our final destination for the day. Anyway, as you can see, there's lots of places here, lots of restaurants and shopping and, and whatnot. In the daytime, there's this coffee shop here um, that I'm sure would be nice to go to, especially for a restroom. But unfortunately, when we arrived uh, here on the Saturday night, that was closed and that sort of made finding a restroom uh, or anything that was super close and accessible, you know, quick and easy, kind of difficult to find. The supercharger does get points for having pull-in stalls like this, which is nice to have when you are not towing. However, we're going to take some points away for when you're actually towing, especially when it's busier. So for that reason, uh, for Teslas that are towing, I'd give this a 4 out of 10. And for all others, I'd give this about a 7 out of 10. Now you know. Hey, Zach and Jesse. This is Michael. I'm in Macomb, Mississippi, just south of Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, there's an 8-stall Tesla charger here. I just bought a used 2021 Tesla Model 3, and I was driving through. There's an Office Depot. There's a Burger King and an O'Reilly Auto Parts. So there's a lot of stuff here. Uh, I would give this about a seven out of 10. 
and now you know. So here we are at the Margaret River. This is the 50th installation in Australia. There are three version three superchargers here. This is at a small shopping center where there is a supermarket, a coffee shop, and a couple of others. There are three HPWCs as well. These are just currently cordoned off because I've only just finished painting the car parking base. So, now you know. We are on a road trip from California to Florida, and I wanna update you guys on every supercharger I hit on the way there. We are now just outside of Bakersfield, near the five going southbound, and we've hit this random supercharger here. I'm really thankful that it's here, but uh, it really could use a lot of work. There are 12 stalls, we're doing about 200 kilowatts, so that's uh, that's not too bad for charge rate. There are restrooms here, but there's not much else. We're also towing this uh, iron horse trailer, and it does not appear to be tow friendly, which means I had to ditch the trailer in order to park into a stall and start charging, which kind of sucks. So for all those reasons, I'm gonna give this about a four out of 10. Now you know. We're here at the Tel Aviv, Israel supercharger. Uh, we got a six stall, 250 kilowatt station in Azraeli Mall, first in Israel, right in the heart of Tel Aviv, right off Ayalon Highway, which is like the main highway. So as long as there's no traffic, you can get here cheek chuck, as we say. Nothing's free in Israel, but all Tesla chargers in Israel is free for now. Overall, I'd say I'd have to give it 9.3 out of 10. What about you, Lev? out of 10 tough critic now you know thank you so much for sending in your supercharger reviews um if you don't know how to do that uh, we have a website now you know channel.com and we have a map with all the superchargers in the world and you can update those superchargers you can also do uh destination chargers as well so yeah. the directions are right there it's pretty easy to shoot it with your phone and follow the directions all right so what do we got for new superchargers in the world so this is just this week yep uh, Tesla has made these superchargers. Number 134 in France is the 24 stall in Noyes Godal, France. The three stall in Pangyo at Baikyun B, South Korea. Number 156 in Germany is the 18 stall in Linstow, Germany. Number 1582 in China is the three stall at Taiyun at North Plaza, China. Number 58 in Japan is the eight stall in Chiba, Inage, Japan. The five stall in Yilan Suao, Taiwan. Number 68 in Taiwan is the 6-stall, 120-kilowatt at Kaohsiung City, Asia New Bay Area, Taiwan. Number 13 in Israel is the 8-stall in Mevasarat Zion, Israel. Number 116 in South Korea is the 6-stall in Cheonan B, South Korea. The 12-stall at Maple Ridge in Dudney Trunk Road, British Columbia, Canada. Number 21 in South Carolina is the 12-stall in Columbia at Town Center Place, South Carolina. Number 24 in Ohio is the 12 stall in Beaver Creek, Ohio. Number 177 in Canada is the 6 stall in Minden, Ontario. Number 57 in Pennsylvania is the 12 stall in Pottstown, Pennsylvania. Number 16 in Alabama is the 12 stall in Greenville, Alabama. And number 27 in Oregon, number 1636 in the USA, number 4710 in the world is the 16 stall at Hood River, Anchor Way, Oregon. And a special thanks to Supercharge.info for putting together all this info every week. And you know what I noticed, Jesse? Take what? a look at this chart here. Um, 
The UK, Norway, and Australia are about to get a lot of new superchargers according to the permits being pulled. Because mm. at supercharge.info, they show you not only um, what's online, but also under construction and permitted. So take a look at this. About 31 coming to the UK, 19 coming to Norway, and 34 more coming to Australia if these permits are correct. Wow. So, I mean, Australia is set to jump over Japan, Sweden, Italy, and Taiwan yeah. um, to make it into, uh, looks like the top seven or so. It's a really cool site to go to if you want to see where Tesla is like going to be putting more of their efforts, mm. because obviously where you're building up more superchargers is where you expect to have more cars. Yeah. I'm excited to see new superchargers going in in Thailand. Yeah. Well, we made it to the end of the show. So did you. Thank you so much for watching. Don't forget to tell your friends and your family about these Tesla prices that are being cut, because I think a lot of people... You know, you watch this all the time. You know about it. But a lot of people may not know about it. And these aren't like 2% price cuts. These are huge. We mentioned how the Model Y just came down in price effectively in the U.S. $20,500 if you can get the federal tax credit. So, I mean, that's a game changer for a lot of people. So don't just assume that everyone knows as much as you do. Go out and tell them about this because you might be able to get them to change from an ICE car to an EV. Because a lot of people seem to assume that all Teslas cost at least $80,000. And uh, that is simply not the case. And especially with these uh, price cuts and tax credits, um, it makes for these cars to be incredibly affordable um, compared to $80,000. So uh, yeah, definitely tell people about it. Get the conversation started. Get them thinking about it. Um, get them thinking about Cybertruck and other stuff like that because uh, it's it's those kinds of conversations that are actually going to make a really big impact. And uh, we hope that we help um, give you the tools that you need in order to have those important conversations. And you know who else makes a really big impact? These people here. These are the people that support us over on Patreon. You can join them. It's not hard. Just go over to patreon.com slash now you know. Join for as little as a buck a month. You get all of our Patreon bonus stories. So many other perks like our special exclusive mugs uh so yeah go go help out the show make this show possible every week this was our 333rd week in a row it's because of you guys thank you so much for watching we'll see you guys next week now you know for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.